It's 16 past one. A Canterbury researcher with a personal connection to Parkinson's disease is going to investigate hallucinations experienced by those with the disease. Dr. Kyla Louise Horn has been awarded a $180,000 grant by the Canterbury Medical Research Foundation to support a two-year research project. The condition affects more than 12,000 Kiwis and this project has the potential to hugely improve their lives. To talk a bit about her research, Dr. Kyla Louise Horn joins us now. Hi there. Hi, Jesse. Thanks for your time today. Um, can we start with your personal connection to Parkinson's, please? I think this begins when you're about 16 years old. Yeah, well, a little bit before that. So um, my grandma had Parkinson's disease and she passed away when I was um, 16. And um, yeah, she had quite a um, quite a rapid uh, progression of her disease where she developed um, psychosis and hallucinations um, as well. And yeah, it was... A trying time for a child, particularly with a, a grandparent uh, going through something like that. I'm sure it was. Did you know at that stage of your life that you wanted to go into science and maybe this medicine, this area of science? Oh, definitely not. I had dreams of doing a whole lot of other things, but uh, certainly research um, and uh, this area of uh, neuroscience was not one of them. Um, that wasn't until a little bit later. How did you end up here then? Uh, it's a very good question. So I was studying psychology at the University of Canterbury and um, I thought I wanted to work with children and then I started doing um, the, the paper that you look at the development of a child and I thought, well, this really isn't me and I started learning about um, the brain and how it works and the rest is history really. Um, I just fell in love with the brain. It's so fascinating and we know so little about it, yet it's such an important um important organ in terms of making us who we are and figuring out how we think and how we learn and eventually uh, what might happen to us at the end of our lives. Hallucinations would be one of the lesser known symptoms of Parkinson's. Would that be fair? Yeah, so um, most people think of um, people that are stooped over and um, shaking when they think of Parkinson's disease, but it's definitely much more than that. Um, we know that there are many non-motor symptoms that um, people with Parkinson's disease experience, and these are often um, have more of an impact on their everyday life um, than the motor symptoms themselves. So hallucinations are one of those, and they do affect um, almost half of uh, people with Parkinson's disease. How do they tend to manifest? Um, so they can manifest in a variety of different ways. The most common ones are what we call minor hallucinations. So this is where people might uh, see something in the corner of their vision um, or feel the presence behind them, but when they look in those directions, there's nothing there. Um, through to um, what we call more fully blown or complex hallucinations where people might misperceive objects as something else or uh, see um, see people in plants um, or see fully formed um, figures in their lounge, things like that. Okay, when does it become an issue? Well, um, so things become an issue when um, mainly when people uh, lose insight. So this is when they can't be convinced that what they're seeing um, isn't actually there. Um, and as you can imagine, that would be pretty distressing for someone um, and their family that are going through it, um, where someone can't actually trust um, what they're seeing and other people um, aren't able to convince them that um, the thing that they might be scared of um, or that might be bugging them um, isn't actually real. Just a complex disease, isn't it? Yeah. Physical and also um, mental and a combination of those two. 
no doubt ending for a lot of people in um, being placed in residential care. So tell me yeah. about your project. Project. Um, so my project is um, we're wanting to uh, characterise hallucinations and Parkinson's disease a little bit better. So we know that they do occur um, rather frequently and we do know that they um, are sort of there throughout the disease course, um, but we're not really sure um, exactly the types of hallucinations that uh, people might um, experience um, over time. Does someone um, always hallucinate? Um, does the burden get larger? Um, so we're wanting to figure out um, really what's happening over the disease course. We're also wanting to figure out um, what uh, maybe clinical or demographic um, symptoms uh, features of um, that individual might put them more at risk of developing hallucinations later on in life. Um, but the more exciting part um, of the study, for me anyway, is we really want to um, try and figure out what, um, what brain pathways are involved in um, causing hallucinations so that um, in the future, once we've identified these regions, um, we're able to develop treatments to, to help uh, alleviate some of these symptoms for people. What is happening in the brain uh, with Parkinson's? Um, so with Parkinson's disease, there's um, many things happening with the brain. So we know that um, there's a reduction in um, dopamine. So that's, um, that's one of the chemicals that... Uh, cause people to have problems with their motor symptoms, um, so their movement, they have some stiffness, they have some rigidity, um, and that sort of leads to a cascade um, of events um, that cause other areas of the brain to start having some issues later on. Specifically with hallucinations, what we think is happening is that there's a disruption between um, the visual areas of the brain, so people particularly um, experience visual hallucinations in Parkinson's disease, and the um, sort of the frontal regions of the brain and what happens is rather than actually processing the visual information that they are seeing in the world around them, some um, of the expectations about what they might see um, comes in from the top or the, the frontal parts of their brain and that influences what they actually are perceiving. What's best case scenario from your research? Best case scenario is um, that we're able to um, identify that uh, these particular processes are happening in the brain. Um, so we're going to be doing um, EEG, which will be able to look at the um, sort of brain waves, the electrical currents that are coming out of the brain um, to, when they're doing um, a specific task that we've designed. And then we'll be able to take uh, the findings from that to develop our future studies, which hopefully lead to a treatment for hallucinations and Parkinson's disease. Glenda's listening. She wants to know if you think medication could in part be responsible for the hallucinations. Glenda says her mother experienced some and she wonders if there's a connection there. Um, so that's a very good, um, very good question. So we do, uh, we do think that uh, some of the dopaminergic medication can influence hallucinations, but we think rather than causing them, um, they might just exacerbate them in people that already are predisposed to experience them. So it's sort of the hallucinations are evolving alongside the disease as it progresses. Okay. Out of interest, have you seen the new Michael J. Fox doco? We were just talking about it last week. Um, I've seen glimpses of it, but not the whole thing. Oh, okay. It's got a great review from our uh, film reviewer uh, showing the sort of the everyday impact of Parkinson's on his life. Uh, if you ever get a break from your research from working hard, Kyla Louise, it's a recommendation, or perhaps you want to watch something completely different when you've got some time <laughs> off. Nice oh, to no, I'll you. definitely look out to, um, to watch that one in the future. Thank you, Jesse. I'm sure your grandmother would be extremely proud of you. Well done. Thanks so much for your oh, time today. 